Okay, so to come, uh, we'll uh, go over the uh, Oscar uh, nominations coming up in a couple of minutes. Uh, first of all, let's uh, switch the old gears uh, again, uh, where we um, talk about some more documents uncovered. Here to help me uh, is the chairman of the Kilman Group, senior advisor, Atlantic Council, UPI's very distinguished columnist. Got a piece coming out on what we're going to talk about also. A uh, very distinguished uh, columnist on his uh, latest book as well, best-selling author. He's got a, a load of accolades. <laughs> That's right, The Fifth Horseman, The New Mad, how massive uh, attacks of disruption became a looming existential danger to the nation, the world at large. Who else would I be talking about but Dr. Allman? Uh, nice enough to give us a couple. Sir, how are you again? Are we to think of another cognitive moment here? Regarding the former vice president, Mike Pence, documents with classified markings um, discovered in his uh, uh, home in Carmel, Indiana, and welcome. Uh, Jay, thank you very much for that kind introduction. Look, uh, American politics is becoming more and more like Saturday Night Live. It does not stop. What's really interesting, however, in this case, is that Republicans are now praising Mike Pence doing what he did in turning over the documents while they were strenuously attacking President Biden. Just to show you the hypocrisy in American politics is alive and well. Look, the fundamental issue here is that uh, former presidents and vice presidents don't pack their own luggage. And obviously people are careless with material, and this is what happened. And so the cure will be that when senior people and presidents leave their residencies and their offices, uh, somebody with security clearances will go through to make sure this doesn't happen. But the fact of the matter is this is preposterous, and the only thing I can say is I hope that somebody is either inspecting the vice president's home, office, whatever, to make sure that uh, she is clean. But if they find something, uh, that will be a grand slam. Uh, president, vice president, the last two administrations. And my guess is that it is not unlikely that uh, Vice President Harris has got some stuff she shouldn't have in the Naval Observatory, which is her home in Washington, or her vice president's office in the executive office building. Holland, is it pure carelessness, though? I mean, he sits down for Pence did, uh, for an ABC interview with David Muir uh, a while ago. This was after the uh, Trump yeah. stuff in Mar-a-Lago. And basically, Muir asked him the question, do you have any documents, Mr. Vice President? And he kind of paused for three seconds, which I found it unusual. Kind of pondered somewhat. And then he gave, you know, uh, an unmitigated no. I do not have any documents. Yet his lawyer, and that's another question I have, his lawyer, Pence's lawyer, finding uh, these documents. Not as much as some of the other guys, but they, he found documents. Why was the lawyer there looking through his Carmel home? And, uh, again, what did you think of that whole thing with Muir? Well, first of all, I don't. I do not think that... Uh, either Biden or Pence had any idea that they had classified material. Okay. Donald Trump is an entirely different situation because uh, he not only knew, but he said the material was his and he could have it. And so this is accidental, but unfortunately, we're dealing with serious stuff which you or I could go to jail and people lesser than presidents and vice presidents have been uh, severely punished by the law. So this is not only an embarrassment, uh, this is much more, and it will work its way out. But don't be surprised if we see another special counsel being appointed 
We're almost running out of special counsels, Jay. With us, but Holland isn't the White House ultimately responsible. I mean, they have an idea. I would think a one hundred percent idea of when a document goes missing here. I mean, aren't they uh, in turn fully accountable for all of this? Well, when you say the White House, you have to be much more specific, and there's so much classified material, and quite frankly. You know, there are probably a billion pages of classified material. A lot of it is overclassified. And so some of it, that uh, top secret uh, TKSI special uh, special access, obviously has to be con- specifically controlled. And so the president can't say, I'll just keep this. But lesser material, the president can easily do that. And unless his secretary or personal assistant is <laughs> studious in terms of dealing with it, these things happen. And so uh, there has to be a way, and there is a way, obviously, making sure this does not happen again, which means there needs to be closer security of all the material. And I guess that that ultimately will happen. But unfortunately, you now have three of America's top leaders who indeed were in possession of material that they should never have had. And as I said, that's more than an embarrassment. Uh, That is a a political crisis simply because it the impression of what's been created uh, is far worse than the actual incident itself. Well, with us. And what's next? An investigation at the Plains, Georgia, and Jimmy Carter? Well, I think with <laughs> with Carter and, uh, and and George W. Bush and Barack Obama, all their papers are in their libraries, which are secure. So even if there is classified material there, it probably is justified, but at least it's safe and secure, so you don't have any security issues. Yeah, so uh, interesting. We'll see how kind of everything unravels, but pretty much the egregious nature of it all. Uh, at the top of the charts, uh, you still think Trump because a there obviously an obstruction going on here, but you still you know cite that as being the more severe of the other two participants here, correct? Without, without question, uh, Donald Trump <clears throat> broke the Presidential Records Act by saying this material was his when it was not. Obviously, there was obstruction, and there was lying to federal agents by his attorneys. None of that applies either to Biden, and it appears none of that will apply to, uh, <clears throat> to Pence. But uh, Trump's actions were far more serious beyond just holding material he shouldn't obstruction of justice was the case and that is certainly not happening with either Biden or indeed with Mr. Pence. Well, you know, you got to look at a possible Mike Pence run uh, Hall and Ullman in 2024 and, you know, listen, uh, this could kind of alter the course somewhat here and that's of some concern, I guess, uh, to the Pence camp, correct? Yeah, but that means he and Trump will be running on equal footing. They both have been guilty of the same crimes, more or less. So I'm not sure that's going to make a huge difference, especially since Joe Biden, I think, will announce. Now, whether he will run remains to be seen. And so you have three potential presidential, or two potential presidential candidates, and one who's declared will have committed the same sort of errors in holding classified material that they did not have the authority to have. More.
more of an entranceway based on what we have now seen from Pence, saw from Trump, see from Joe Biden? Is it more clear as far as the picture on the DeSantis end of things? No. Um, you know, think about you know, President Cuomo or all the governors who were going to be or President Johnson. Um, there are many, many governors who are at this stage seen to be contenders. We'll see what happens. Uh, I have no idea whether DeSantis will or will not be a contender. Certainly he is now. But 2024 is a considerable way off. So we will just see who else bubbles up on both sides of the aisle. Uh, let me shift a little bit as far as the immigration uh, situation. I guess yeah. uh, some of the daily encounters, Harlan, along the border have dropped by more than half this month. Um, authorities, I guess, were averaging somewhere around 7,000 daily encounters last month uh, ahead of the anticipated end of forty-two Title 42. Uh, that is on hold as far as Supreme Court John Roberts till March. We know daily arrests have dropped. Still unclear how long this so-called trend uh, will hold as people continue to face their type of conditions in their homelands. Um, you wonder exactly if it will continue, um, but we also know that uh, you know the expansion of the program allowing up to thirty thousand or so migrants. Uh, to enter the United States per month, countries involved, Haiti, Venezuela, Nicaragua, Cuba. Um, where do you attribute the trend as far as why? What, what, do you, what, do you, uh, what do you look at as far as these numbers? Well, the first thing, I, obviously, whether they're getting larger or smaller. But one of the fundamental problems in all this remains Mexico. And let me expand the discussion to the drug issue and fentanyl. How many times has the United States militarily intervened into Mexico? The answer is about 10 over the last 200 years or so. And so the Mexicans are very, very, very sensitive to American encroachment on their territory, uh, even though there's there's been a long gap since we have done it before. That said, there has to be far more cooperation. And so I argue that while the immigration problem is something that should be fixed and may not, it's an issue, it's a bad issue, and it's one that's going to be very difficult to reconcile. But I find that the drug issue is far more dangerous because more Americans are dying of it from fentanyl. And there we are constrained by the government of Mexico, at least with immigration, Congress could take action. With Mexico, it's very difficult to see whether or not the Mexican government can take action because they really haven't been able to do that for any number of years. So I would argue that drugs probably, Jay, it will remain the larger problem simply because of what it's doing to American society and American youth. 100,000 or so a year dying of fentanyl, that's just unacceptable. agree with you. And that's why uh, this problem should be combated with the U.S. military. We have seen these cartels now uh, entering our country, uh, we saw what happened a couple of weeks ago with a young family wiped out uh, in the state of California. Uh, it is a dire issue right now. As important as a fentanyl coming in, these cartels need to be combated, and that with force. Are you in alignment with me on my thinking? Well, listen, there's a certain logic to that, Jay, and I agree with that logic. You can argue 
if you're going to send a hellfire to kill a terrorist in Yemen, why don't you do the same thing to a drug dealer or a cartel in Mexico? The problem, of course, is that Mexico is in our border. A border. They will see any kind of an assault by the U.S. military without their permission uh, as to be an assault on their sovereignty, and that will raise all sorts of problems, obviously. And so we need to continue with Mexico to be able to use more force. But look, the cartels are hugely, hugely influential. They've got lots of money, and I'm sure that there are a number of people high up in the Mexican government who are on the payroll and who are reluctant to act. So, yes, I agree with the, with the notion of having to use military force, but I think in practice that's going to be exceedingly difficult unless this gets to a stage where the drug crisis here gets even worse and then the U.S. government is going to have to go to President Obrador and say, look, you either fix this or we will, and we'll just have to deal with those consequences. But at this stage, I don't think it's going to happen. In the future, it might well. future, I just don't have any confidence as far as how this administration will handle that. Good point as far as Mexico. I don't know if we have the right personnel to combat it as far as presently constituted. That's a whole other story. Your piece on the Penn stuff comes out when, sir? Uh, my piece on uh, what America's uh, dissatisfaction? When's it, when's it coming out? You, you did a piece on the, on, the, on the Pence documents. Is that coming out? Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I haven't written a piece on the Pence documents. I thought you were referring to uh, the issue of uh, American dissatisfaction and the fact that we're on the wrong track which came out Monday. People find that. Uh, it's on. It's in the Hill, and the very argument is, <laughs> why do 75% of Americans believe we're on the wrong track and an equal number are dissatisfied with their lives? And I argue, as I have on this program before, Jay, that goes back to the Gulf of Tonkin incident and resolution in August of 1964 when 75% of Americans trusted the government. They trusted lawyers, they trusted doctors, they trusted institutions. And now, almost 60 years later, the reverse is true. What institutions are trustworthy? And so rebuilding trust and confidence in institutions is job one for any administration. And quite frankly, we're not getting a passing grade in that, irrespective of whether a Republican or Democrat is in the White House. And this is one of the things that bothers me most about this country, that we are so divided politically that government has failed and failing, and even when the Biden administration talks very favorably about all the great legislative successes they've had in passing, appropriating $5 trillion, my reaction is, yeah, you've had a lot of legislative success, but is it going to make any difference? Or are we just going to be wasting a huge amount of money because lack of oversight? So even though the administration can say that they have passed record numbers of laws and spending, <clears throat> the question is, Will it make any difference? And I have my doubts there. Peace, The Hill. Look for it, ladies and gentlemen, online, as well as Holland's latest book, The Fifth Horseman and the New Man. Until next time, sir, well done. We look forward to it. Good, Jay. Thank you very much. Take care.